then we think, oh, we need a drug for this and a drug for that, where all we have to do is go in there and manage your hormones. Then suddenly the anxiety starts to go away, the depression starts to go away, and those swollen ankles, they start to go down. And who would have thought the testes not only is the site of androgen production, also estradiol. So the body has this way of converting from one hormone to another, from a male hormone as we think of it, to a female hormone. So there's these balances, these delicate balances that are going on in the body. I'm Dr. Nick Delgado and... I am Dr. Kathleen Garinger. It's so important that you understand these critical hormones because they play such a big role in your metabolism, your energy, your feeling of well-being, in fact, your ability to prolong life. So what is it about thyroid and progesterone that makes it so important? Why, what are these hormones exactly, Dr. Geringer, and how do they function in the body? Well, hormones, they are like these chemical messengers that have a huge impact on our body. They travel through our blood and they cause changes in our organs and tissues in the body and they work in a lock and key fashion. Well, the fact is that these hormones are critical and Danny, can you take uh, Instagram story over here and just point it over a little bit, please? It's uh, missing out Dr. Geringer there. No, not that one, thank you, point it. There you go. So what part of the body do they influence? What is hormones involved with? Literally every aspect of the body, the hypothalamus, the thyroid, the parathyroid, the liver, the adrenals, the kidney, uh, the testes, the pineal gland, pituitary gland, thymus, stomach, the pancreas, the ovaries, placenta, uterus. So this is the really core of where hormones are produced, right? Exactly. It's like everywhere. So if you think about a hormonal system, it's not just hot flashes or night sweat or menopause or anything like that. It affects everything. I would almost want to stop and do a mini course on this slide. I love this slide. Oh, I know, right? Oh Isn't my gosh. Like so thorough? <laughs> well, it all ties it in. I mean, who, who would have thought that this little gland in the brain called the hypothalamus affects the thyroid uh, hormone uh, factors? It affects the GHRH, which is a peptide. It is, affects dopamine, which is kind of that feeling of, of well-being and happiness, that yes. the kind of pleasure hormone, right? I know. And then it's got uh, somatostatin, which is the inhibitory. If your growth hormone level gets too high, somatostatin kicks in, and it kind of regulates it so it doesn't override. And here's one of my favorites, vasopressin. Why is it one of my favorites? Because vasopressin, and aldosterone, there's a daytime and a nighttime hormone, and these tend to re regulate water flow within the body, the ability to hold fluids in, it also regulates certain aspects of how we act on a daily basis in terms of you know, interest in bonding between a, a man and a woman is yes. critical. Mm -hmm. uh, there's studies of people with low vasopressin, they don't bond very well. High vasopressin, they bond very well. Uh, so it might even explain uh, the common term we call cheating. I mean, it's interesting, mm -hmm. but mastering love, sex, and intimacy, it is all about hormones, and this is a big part of it. And like I said, each one of these little areas, uh, the thyroid, the parathyroid, all these things, the liver, well, what's going on with the liver? IGF. What is IGF about? I know. So critical. As a peptide, it really stimulates the growth, the energy levels, and what about the adrenals? Arguably one of the most important little glands that sits on top of the kidneys. So we're looking at the production of androgens. So what if a man or woman doesn't have their ovaries or their testes? Mm -hmm. Then the adrenals actually have a backup because androgens are so important, right? 
Exactly, and the adrenal glands produces testosterone as well. Wow, and adrenaline, noradrenaline, so that fight or flight or the ability to control stress, and when stress gets so high sometimes, mm -hmm. you gotta have enough cortisol, and it's not even mentioned there because it's such an important hormone, although I don't think it's been overlooked, so we just basically recognize that it's all part of the hormonal cascade. Exactly. And even the kidneys regulate uh, hormones. Oh, yeah. Right? Erythropoietin. I mean, this uh -huh. is one of the star hormones that you hear about these long-distance bicyclers, right, in the Tour de France. Uh -huh. uh, what's going on? That's the body's ability to release this hormone at appropriate times, particularly under altitude conditioning, that actually produces more red blood cells. So there you go. Performance. It's a true performance drug built into your own body naturally. Exactly. I mean, our body has these natural chemicals that it's natural. Our body produces every single thing that we need. And sometimes we become so tunnel vision and then we think, oh, we need a drug for this and a drug for that, where all we have to do is go in there, manage your hormones. Then suddenly the anxiety starts to go away. The depression starts to go away. And those swollen ankles, they start to go down. And who would have thought the mm -hmm. testes not only is the site of androgen production, also estradiol. Yes. So the body has this way of converting from one hormone to another, from a male hormone as we think of it, to a female hormone. So there's these balances, these delicate balances that are going on in the body. And what we're, where would we be if we didn't have the pineal gland for melatonin to build sleep at night? And more importantly, the pituitary gland. Oh, Look yes. at all these critical hormones. Exactly. Oxytocin, my, one of my favorites, vasopressin. What about prolactin? Shows up at high levels when uh, a woman is at risk for breast cancer. Uh, influenced by the diet. Remember the four steps we're going to yes, rehearse in a little exactly. bit. But also prolactin inhibits uh, sexual function. If the prolactin levels get too high, a man can't get an erection. Why is that important? For obvious reasons. Again, all these hormones play together. What about MSH? The amazing discovery of PT-141, one mm -hmm. of my favorite peptides, oh, yes, I know. <laughs> that engages natural intimate function, the fantasy site. And what is MSH? It helps get a tan, a suntan. It controls the body's regulation of mm -hmm. Malayan pigments, right? And you know all about FSH, right? Oh, of course. Folate stimulating hormones. Anytime when a woman's folate stimulating hormones is above 29, it means that she's going through perimenopause or even full-blown menopause. And LH, luteinizing LH, hormone. Yes, that's really important for even for um, a pituitary gland function. And also it's really good for, for pregnancy as well, as for male. And TSH, the inverse relationship, meaning when your thyroid production is high, the TSH level tends to be low. When the thyroid production is low, TSH is high. So yes. it's kind of the inverse relationship. The body's kind of biofeedback trying to re regulate, right? Oh, of course. And what about GH, the king of hormones? Now, mm -hmm. we sometimes underestimate the importance of hormones like GH because you can kind of live without GH for a while, for quite a while, unlike cortisol, which we mentioned you can only live for minutes without. But mm -hmm. The fact is GH is not just during the growth phase, it mm -hmm. is the rejuvenation as we age. It keeps the quality of our skin, the quality of reduction in wrinkles, the, the volume to the muscles, and uh, literally the size of the male organ. All these things play a role and back to hormones playing it all. And of course, oxytocin, that kind of bonding love hormone that oh, releases <laughs> after orgasm, right? So important, so critical to the quality of life. And again, I talked a lot about these hormones in the book, Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy for good reason. Because when you think about it, 
Hormones play a role in all aspects of whether we love or we're unhappy or whether we're sad and our emotions. Really, it does. How about the thymus? Important part of the immune system, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. When we're born, our thymus gland is fully functioning. And then as we age, the thymus gland starts to disappear. And what about the stomach? Who would have thought hormones like ghrelin that regulate appetite, somatostatin that regulates human growth hormone, histamine, which is a big part of allergic reactions, yes. right? Yes, uh -huh. hormonal imbalances wow. can cause a lot of al allergy-like symptoms, let's put it that way. And who would have thought neuropeptides, like the gut being the second brain? Yes. I mean, it's influencing the neurology, right? Mm -hmm. And what about the pancreas, that critical insulin? glucagon and somatostatin again there are these regulators that control your energy your strength your rate at which you build muscle or don't build muscle or build fat right exactly okay and insulin is a hormone yeah and of course uh, the subject here ovaries placenta the estrogens progesterone and don't forget the uterus the site of prolactin and relaxin relaxin is part of like the skin too mm -hmm. it plays a role in some of the anti-aging regimes that we talk about wow so here's the big one thyroid the feel-good hormone why do yes. you call it the feel-good hormone well, dr Geringer? Once, once when your thyroid's in its optimal range you just feel good not only do you look good <laughs> but you really feel good oh but it sucks when your thyroid level's low oh, and yeah. one of the classic ways we sh we have the audience shake hands uh -huh. and we say who's got the coldest hands raise your hand we know you're probably the one with low thyroid yes. and okay. we look at the outer third of the eyebrows if they're thinning another sign low thyroid that's called mm -hmm. Hertog syndrome by yes. uh, our good Good friend Hertog, who's his father and father before him, uh, were the first endocrinologists to yes, define exactly. thyroid. And what about the color of the skin, right? We're going to get into that. If there's like little brown patches, yes, because the, is that the yes. carotenoids, the carrot? Yes. It's not converting because low thyroid? Yes. Oh my gosh, there's so many cool things about the thyroid. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you a private story, a personal story. The reason I really got involved with the whole thing about hormones was because the mother of my son years ago had hyperthyroidism. It was something that I had no clue about, I had no education about. I knew a lot about diet and exercise, but the doctors, I just kind of left it to them because I thought, they'll understand hormones, they know how to regulate. There's an endocrinologist monitoring her. She has hyperthyroidism, although when she became pregnant and we had a child at birth 10 days later, due to the out of control situation of hyperthyroidism, which is different than low hypothyroidism. In her case, she had a severe autoimmune reaction. There was all kinds of things going on. At, now at this time, I maybe understand better, but at that time mm -hmm. I did not. And she died on Thanksgiving morning. And it was probably the most tragic thing that ever happened in my life. It's what drives me and motivates to help you to understand why these hormones are beyond just feel good. It could be life and death, truly. It could be something that you can see in another family member or a relative or a friend. Really share this information because it truly could be not only life-saving, but make the difference in the quality of your life, wouldn't you say? Oh yes, it's so important. Your thyroid's your thermostat. So how could people sometimes tell me, I'm always tired? Is it possible? Yes, because the thyroid's sluggish. That's why they're always tired. And it could be they're dependent on stimulants and they're not yes. doing what I call the elegant pathway to understanding yes. hormone management, right? Mm -hmm. Intervention at the highest level? Of course, of course. And of course, a four key step. We always talk about detoxify, nutrify, fortify and the power of the mind. You have to make sure these four steps are completed so you actually feel good.
So it's kind of like thyroid 101, Dr. Geringer. Tell us about that. What do we got to do then to, what's the benefit of regulating thyroid? Well, your thyroid gland sits right in front of your throat, uh -huh. kind of where the Adam's apple is at, and it regulates your body's metabolism. It helps the body to produce energy and also nutrients from oxygen. It also regulates your body's energy level and your heart rate. Heart rate. So yes. that's where a, a person could have too high of a thyroid, either due to intervention or mm -hmm. some endocrine disruptor that's disrupted, possibly in the case of the mother of my child from years ago, what happened to her. We're not sure, but you know, knowing this, that this mm -hmm. regulation of the heart rate, when you have too high of a high, high thyroid level, you know, the heart rate's beating fast sweating, perspiring, it's like the body's in overdrive. That's dangerous. Exactly. That's tachycardia. Yeah. You know? Very, very dangerous. Yes. So you don't want to mismanage or misunderstand how valuable this thyroid gland is. And worse, here we have not only endocrine disruptors, we now have an onslaught of radioactive, mm -hmm. literally iodine that's traversing through the oceans, the food supply, the air, not just Fukushima, there's probably other nuclear accidents that have taken place in history. And we look back when that happens, the thyroid gland is the most delicate, the most dangerous at risk. And that's why we need iodine to fill up the receptor sites so at least it's protected to an extent and less likely to develop thyroid cancer. True? Absolutely. So let's talk about then the value of protection of the thyroid. What is it all about? Well, it protects us against fatigue, weight gain, memory loss, cognitive impairment. Also, it lowers your cholesterol. That one caught me off guard. Yes. I was seeing patients, I kept saying, you know what, all you gotta do is follow a good plant-based whole foods diet, mm -hmm. you know, kind of get the exercise down, get the detox, but out of nowhere, I kept seeing certain people where their cholesterol was high for no explained reason. It was just baffling to me. I said, what is it? And it was in the early days before I understood about hormones. Yes. And then I came across it. I said, my gosh, some of these people have low underactive thyroid and now essentially it's affecting their cholesterol level. So when we're looking at these factors, not mm -hmm. just uh, the effect of cardiovascular disease, which is still the number one killer in the nation, bar none, at least in the Western world, mm -hmm. uh, certainly other cultures are adopting our I'll say sad American ways, <laughs> yes. standard American diet, yes. uh -huh. and it's not good. So it's important then why we're talking about this very important little gland that can be palpated, right? Yes. You can feel it. Uh, exactly. You can feel it like right there. You can actually palpate it and have your doctor palpate your thyroid and see if there is any nodules or anything like that just to regulate it. And if you bring these questions up, it allows your doctor to do a little bit more investigation. And I think uh, the next investigation might be ultrasound, it might be MRI. Yeah. There's some things, some sophisticated uh -huh. tests that your doctor can advise you about because this is really important. Don't ignore it and particularly go on and have some laboratory work. Uh, send for a test kit from our, our website for urine because we can measure thyroid levels in the urine. We can measure thyroid levels in the blood. Now saliva, we don't necessarily measure uh, 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 thyroid that is, but we can, as I said, in urine, we can pick up iodine levels as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a number of ways along with these questionnaires. So make sure you go to our website and you check these questions out, questionnaires out. Take it seriously. It may take you a good 15, 20 minutes to answer all these questions, but when you answer these questions, this is kind of our early roadmap to direct you you. Here's what we need to do. Here may be some additional tests to do or maybe seek the attention of one of 
our colleagues or doctors in the field or one of our coaches at our special website that we're posting when you're ready to really seek that help at the highest level. Don't expect your doctor to know everything about hormones. We're going around the nation, around the world to train in these online courses. We're doing our best, but I gotta tell you, most doctors really, even if they're an endocrinologist, believe it or not, they're not necessarily trained in this vast area. They look at thyroid storm, maybe diabetic uh, issues, but to know the diversity, even uh, our good friend, Dr. Edwin Lee, who I really value and cherish his friendship and his knowledge, here's a world-class endocrinologist, and you know how he refers to himself as a re reformed endocrinologist, meaning yes. he didn't really believe fatigue had anything to do with mm -hmm. adrenal fatigue until he and his own family experienced it or thyroid issues and so forth. So he started looking at the literature and sure enough, it was documented, it was clear. And so that's where the collaboration of these doctors around the world are coming together. So don't forget, uh, low thyroid can have an appearance. What is that appearance of low thyroid? Appearance of low thyroid can indicate pale face, puffy eyes, suddenly you feel like your eyes are all swollen on top of your eyelid, thinning of your eyebrows, especially the third of your eyebrows, hair loss, brittle nails, swollen lips, or even swollen tongue can be an indication of thyroid imbalances, dry skin, and elbow keratosis. That means that your elbow gets like really, really dry or yellowing of the palms of your hands and feet. Classic signs, if you're one of the people we're talking about, really continue and follow up with us on these uh, areas. And what about behavior? Fatigue, slow, weak, anxious, brain fog, depressed, poor sense of well-being, and hyper-agitated. How many people do you know hyper-agitated? Oh, if yes. they're not on their mm -hmm. thyroid therapy, exactly. or something's going on with an endocrine disruptor, or they're under mega stress, instead of reacting and what would be normally, shall I say, a brief like outburst? Uh -huh. No. These people are always hyper-agitated. They're always upset. They're always angry. Mm -hmm. Could it be they have low thyroid? You know who I'm talking about. You know I'm thinking about you, right? Or you, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's a lot of people out there, and it may not be something you're in control. It could be your hormone levels, mm -hmm. truly. What about physical symptoms, Dr. Geringer? Physical symptoms can be muscle aches and pain and joint pain. A lot of people say, what does that have to do with my thyroid? Well, thyroid is a hormone. You know, it affects everything inside our body. What? Scoliosis? Yes. The circle, kind of that wave circle? I have a good doctor friend, mm -hmm. and she once showed me her scoliosis. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? The mm -hmm. spine looks like an S. Exactly. And hyperlordosis. What's that about? I know you have chiropractic training as well. Yes, of course. I'm a muscle skeletal doctor as well. Hyperlordosis is when the, um, the sacrum gets kind of like overextended. So that can be indication of thyroid imbalances. You know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, swollen ankles. Okay, people, oh, gosh. check out those ankles. <laughs> flat feet, oops, flat me, feet. flat feet. Oops, oh, I got a hole in my shoe. No, I don't, it's okay, it's okay. Constipated, bloated, it could be low thyroid. Exactly, anybody that comes in and they have mm -hmm. a history of constipation, immediately red flag thyroid. Now, first, let's be fair. Mm -hmm. Check their their fiber they intake. Exactly. They got to be taking in at least 60 to 100 grams of fiber a day, at least enough fluid to kind of let the fluids absorb in the fiber and kind of bulk up in, in the stools and then pass at least, listen to this, not one stool a day, two, three, or four is ideal. And if you're constipated, part of it could be thyroid or it could just be your diet sucks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Stubborn weight. 
that means you just can't get rid of the body weight, or yes. I'll use the term obese. obese. I, I never. Oh, this this blew me away. I was I was at USC, mm -hmm. and I, I wanted to play football and bulk mm -hmm. up. And you know, my season ended early because I had a neck injury, and my my coach said can't play. Went to the orthopedic, said you're gonna have you're gonna be paralyzed if you play anymore. I thought, oh gosh, I can't play, mm -hmm. and I was like just so upset. But I, I remember going in to uh, have my percent body fat checked, and it was this early book that I wrote about my odyssey in the 1990s. I mean. Yeah, oh my I gosh, am. Dr. Nick, I, is I that am. you on I the am. front cover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 1991, so girl. Oh, gosh. And, and, uh, I, I, was, I was fortunate because I had one of the top doctors, um, Dr. Uh, Bob Gerandola, who was uh, measuring percent body fat. And he was like doing submersion underwater. And I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. I want to find mm -hmm. out. I get the results back, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm this big, hulking guy. And he goes, Delgado? And I said, yeah. 25% body fat, clinically <gasps> obese. And I'm like, oh, wow. obese? And I kind of sucked in my stomach. I go, obese? And he goes, yeah, you got to be like, you know, he gave me the ranges and everything. Mm -hmm. And I said, Dr. Gerondola, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm going to do something about this. And sure enough, that's when I met Nathan Pritikin. I read his book, uh, mm -hmm. Live Longer Now. I started applying the principles. And guess what? I came back and Bob Gerondola says, what are you back for? I said, I want to check my body fat level, submersion, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Bob. And he goes, Ah, you're wasting the time. Body fat doesn't really change that much over a period of whatever it was, six, seven months. I said, ah, just let me jump in the tank, Bob. So I took off my shirt. He looks at me for a moment. He goes, huh. And he's kind of looking. He goes, whoa, what's up, man? And then just watch me, watch me. So you jump in the tank. And if you have a lot of body fat, Mm -hmm. You float, oh, I so you have a high percent body fat. But if you have a lo low percent body fat, like mm -hmm. in single digit, you sink like a rock. Ooh. Guess what? You, you blow all your out, air out, you go, <sighs> <laughs> you stick your head under, he sticks your head under, and you go, and then sink, and they weigh you. That's how really? they do it. Oh yeah, my yeah. Gosh. And guess what? I sunk like a rock. And wow. I come up, Bob, what was it, Bob? And he said, I can't tell you. Let me analyze this data. It's too, I can't believe this. And he, what? Can't believe it. So I go under again. Three times, you got to do three uh -huh. times under. And I finally come out and he goes, hmm, I got news for you. Your single digit percent body wow. fat. I've never seen anything like this. I said, how in the world you do that? I said, I'm going to teach you the 10 steps, Dr. Bob Gerondola. <laughs> I'm teaching you. I'm going to write a book about this. You're telling me I accomplished something people rarely do without starving, without being hungry, without being fatigued. And I didn't even know much about hormones on those days. That was the first steps, the detoxify, the nutrify. I didn't know about the fortify of hormones and balancing and, and peptides. Oh. You can tell I'm excited about this, this subject, right? Because mm -hmm. I want you to be well. I want you to do well. Feeling, always feeling cold, another sign of? Yes, hypothyroidism, wow. thyroid imbalances. Oh, we do this in front of the doctors. Yes, delayed delayed patella patella reflexes. reflexes. We get them up there, right? <laughs> and, and we kind of like hang their their, 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 their ankle over, and then we just you know tap it with that little little uh -huh. hammer thing. And sure enough, man, you you just see it quick, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. the, the ankle just sits there. You tap it, and and it goes boop, <laughs> boop. <laughs> but if it's good, it goes boop like that right exactly. away, right? Exactly. Uh -huh. That's that's how it should be. Simple symptoms. Mm -hmm. But if your doctor hasn't been doing these tests and you haven't had these evaluations. Check it all out. So I know this part's a little complex, but summarize it uh, quickly for us, doctor. Well, a lot of times we have like thyroid deficiencies, and mm -hmm. the main part of thyroid deficiencies can be production of thyroid, the TSH yeah. decreases, or the conversion between T3 and T4 decreases, or the receptor cell site 
sensitivity decreases. Okay. Yes. So we're really looking at assembly line then for thyroid, starting all the way up the top, right? Pituitary yes. gland, the brain, in the brain. TSH, thyroid gland, T4, 80%, T3, 20% body. Is this a good ratio then? We want a little, generally the body circulates, but here's a key area that most of the doctors don't recognize. Uh -huh. uh, my doctor said my lab ranges are fine. Now, wait a minute. See, what they did was they looked at it, well, since there's more T4 circulating in the body, that must be what we need. But the reality is the only bioactive form of thyroid that exerts any real benefit to the body is what's called free T3. And it only makes up yes. 20%, but it's the most important part of the That's thyroid. That's your metabolic machine. Yes. So if your doctors run around telling you, hey, I don't think you have a problem with thyroid, even though you have all those symptoms that we just talked about, your lab works normal. What does that mean? Normal? Normal based on what? Exactly. What range? What age? Mm. You better either get a new doctor or have your doctor get educated on our online course because we're going to suggest to them that it's not enough just to check TSH anymore, right? Exactly, or just T4 because T4, don't forget, is the inactive form of thyroid. Right. So in order for T4 to convert to T3, which is the active form of thyroid, it has to be converted in your liver or in your gut. Or if it doesn't convert, just give mm -hmm. it direct T3 as an intervention exactly. along with a balance of T4 because mm -hmm. the body does need T4 and iodine, I suspect, to round it all out. And then we've talked about L-tyrosine, some of the amino acids that support oh, healthy, healthy thyroid function and certainly healthy lifestyle, that detox to avoid the endocrine disruptors that can mm -hmm. interfere with thyroid function. It involves the whole idea of eating the right food, like fruit really supports healthy thyroid function. People don't realize during the summer, you know how you uh -huh. eat more fruit? You yes. just feel a little better, you have a little bit more energy and you lose body fat a little better. It's all for a reason, not just because fruit is low in calorie and mm -hmm. sugar is not bad. It's polyphenols, it balances out. It's partly because it supports healthy thyroid too, right? Yes, absolutely. So back to that normal versus optimal range, essentially. Do, do, so, well, I hope we've defined that a little bit, right? But kind of the higher end of the scale, not the bottom. You always talk about the grade. You want to be the top of the school, exactly, class? Exactly, of course. I always want to be the top 10% of the class. But anyway, when we talk about TSH, the range is usually 0 0.05, 0 0.5 to 5.5. Sometimes when you go to your doctor and you fall within the range and they're like, oh, everything looks great. But then you're like, oh, okay, I'm glad nothing's wrong with me. And then you get in your car and then you drive home and then you start saying, hey, I still feel tired. I don't feel right. And I always say, listen to your body. You know your body best. All we do is just tweak you. So you have to ask more questions. You have to say, hey, what's going on with me? And the range that we're looking for is between 1.0 to 2.0, depending on your age. Uh, would that also, uh, I guess, involve when you look at international nomenclature, some of the lab results come out. We had to do some conversions while we yes. were in oh Malaysia and Indonesia, Thank goodness right? for the apps. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. So there's the molecule, if you're into the chemistry of it, the T3, uh, the trioiodine, the thyroxin, the T4. Uh -huh. So uh, th those are just the molecular structures. Don't get overly uh, overwhelmed by that. And of course, the periodic table. You know, you got to understand the importance of where iodine 
iodine falls, how the hyaloids can affect oh, yes. proper thyroid function, uh -huh. right? They compete at the receptor they, they sites. They compete. Remember this periodic table that we had to memorize in chemistry? Well, you have that fluorite, chloride, and bromide. If you look at the halogens, they line right up on top of each other. And guess what? The fourth one is iodine. So fluoride is what we find in our toothpaste and our water, chlorides in our swimming pool and our water, bromides in our plastics. So these compete with the receptor cells of iodine. And your thyroid needs that iodine in order for it to function properly. So important, that thyroid gland, and you got to support it, you got to understand it. Now that we've given an overview and an understanding, you know, again, we, we can talk about uh, ferritin levels. Does that play a role in uh, thyroid Huge. function? Huge. Ferritin <laughs> is needed for the thyroid to function properly. And in order for the thyroid to function properly, it needs a ferritin level of greater than 95. Has your doctor checked your ferritin level? Mm. But again, too high of a ferritin mm. level, which we saw in oh Southeast Asia. Oh my gosh, Asia. what's going I on there? Shocked. I was I, I want us to do a little bit more research yeah. and find out their ferritin level was skyrocketing high, right. like in the 400s and 1,000, remember? Yeah. That one particular? Well, some people admitted, one was a wine tasting yes, guy drinking exactly. alcohol every day. Yeah. So it clearly, uh, let's just say it, it had a negative effect on his uh, liver function. Exactly. It probably affected his, his thyroid function. But liver is going to obviously control uh, ferritin levels. But here's yes. our other concern. When we see high ferritin levels, yes. it could be that you might need to have a more evaluation. Uh, thermography, uh, ultrasound, MRI, uh, do more thorough investigation what's called cancer markers. Truly yes. it's not a diagnosis for but it's an indicator and it should be looked at closely, exactly. right? Exactly and of course we want to rule out a genetic um, uh, how can I say, a mutation called hemochromatosis. Right. You rule that out, do a genetic mm -hmm. test on them but most of the time <clears throat> you know high ferritin level can be indicative of something else is going on. So please, you know, have your doctor order the right kind of labs on you mm -hmm. and be proactive. You see, Dr. Nick and I are proactive in our health, right? Our health <laughs> and our right. well-being. Whereas I feel like standard medicine is reactive medicine. They wait until you're broken, then they go in there and fix you. So let's be proactive. The more we educate the mass, the healthier our nation will be and worldwide as well. There's a simple test and, and the arrow, mm -hmm. the yellow arrow is pointing to iodine. I think it's yellow, it could be green, I don't know. Yes, but let's it's say it's, colorblind. Oh, well, what color is that? What <laughs> it's is, yellow. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, so isn't that pointing to I for iodine? And what, what, one of the, the classic tests for iodine essentially is you put drops of iodine on the skin. Yes, Lugo solution. And if it absorbs it quickly, the brown color disappears, wow, you're deficient, your body's absorbing it, it's craving iodine. Mm -hmm. if, if that brown spot is there the next morning, 24 hours later, hey, maybe you've been getting a diet sufficient in miso soup and, and uh, with some other good uh, seaweed and various uh, sources yeah. of iodine. Mm -hmm. Or you're taking a quality supplement like we offer mm -hmm. that's in mega do that is in milligram dosages, not in microgram dosages. Because oftentimes the literature shows three to six milligrams around there per day, maybe even up to 10 milligrams might be necessary. Uh, in dose exposures, it might take more to at least get those saturation levels up. And then David Brownstein talks a lot about this. I know you've uh, talked with him. I've yes. interviewed with uh -huh. him before. So it's important to know this very important element that I would say 
Uh, World Health Organization says over a billion people are deficient in iodine. So wonder why we have so many people with thyroid disorders, right? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad, just like the um, molecular structure that we showed you earlier. When we talk about T4, that means four molecules of iodine is attached to that thyroid. And then T3 means three molecules of iodine attached to that thyroid. So hopefully that makes sense. So Danny, it should make sense, right? I'm just wondering about iodine and the switching of, of slides, but iodine is responsible for production of all hormones. Every cell in the body contains and utilizes iodine, and the body does not make iodine. We have to get we it. We have to consume but it. I'm gonna kind of agree with Joel Wallach. He talks about the 90 essential minerals and vitamins and everything. Mm -hmm. So don't just think about taking one isolated no, mineral, right? No. Get the whole Trace array, minerals. but yes. make sure you're getting this valuable nutrient, this iodine. In well, don't forget quantities. your symptoms occurred. It did not occur overnight. It's a nutrient deficiency that's causing your symptoms. Wow. I mean, people don't just come in and say, hey, balance my nutritional deficiency. I wish everybody would come in and say that, right? Yeah, but you know where we get them is we look at their blood under a high-powered yes. microscope and mm -hmm. time after time they go, oh, Oh, those are deficient cells? Oh, that's what's going on in my body? Maybe that's why I feel fatigue? It's kind of an eye-opener. It's not a diagnostic test, but it really is an eye-opener. And so what, what, what are we looking at? Again, chromium, copper, iodine, iron, uh, selenium, zinc, vitamins A's, B's, V6, B12. And then don't forget, these could be the nutrient deficiencies that affect thyroid and its availability and conversion, meaning conversion, its ability to turn into a bioactive a beneficial form of thyroid. Exactly. But what about the medications? Did you know that beta blockers for the heart, birth control pills, how many people out there are developing thyroid deficiencies because of birth control pills? And exactly. look at all the kids who have acne and they're prescribing birth control pills and they might have know, developed right? a thyroid deficiency. So that's why I wrote the book, uh, Acne Be Gone for Good, with my co-author, in this case, Sonia Batarisi Banasel, board certified dermatologist. Mm -hmm. So we've been looking at, she understands and appreciates the importance of hormonal acne and even the involvement of thyroid and it's a great importance it plays in the body. Let alone, can estrogen affect thyroid? Can I, I what's the next one? Iodated um, contrast, contrast agents, mm -hmm. lithium or even steroids um, okay. can really affect your thyroid. And going back to the acne, it, it's really sad because you have all these lotion and potions that treat the pimple when they already arise. What about going to the root cause of the problem? What about treating that pimple before it shows up on the surface? Right. So let's not forget then uh, aging, even alcohol, these influence thyroid, diabetes, the condition as it is, fluoride, we mentioned chloride, bromide, bromide's in some of the breads now, it didn't mm -hmm. used to be, they used to use iodized salt, iodine in, in breads. Mercury is a disruptor, a very toxic heavy metal. Stress, of course, obesity, pesticides, and surgery all yes. can affect thyroid. Absolutely. There are three types of hypothyroidism, that is low production of thyroid availability, which are? Um, production of thyroid hormone decreases, subclinical signs and symptoms of um, decrease in hypothyroidism, like we talked about, anxiety, um, missing the eyebrows, all that stuff is um, signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism. Fatigue is a huge one. They, they can go, uh, some of my patients, they're like, oh, okay, when I work out and I have this great workout in, and they come home and they take a three-hour power nap. 
that's not normal. Right. So, and secondary, poor conversion, T4 to T3, could be endocrine disruptors, could be other factors there, or just the fact that as you're aging, that conversion from T4 to T3 isn't going to happen the way it did when you were younger. No. Receptor site insensitivity, again, all these factors play a role in low thyroid. So now that we've covered that, we're going to take a short break. We're going to get on to the next hormone called progesterone. But I wanted you to know that this is the session. This is the webinar, the course, the ongoing facilitation of how do you balance not just one hormone, but put together your all hormones to reach that ideal level of good health. Yes. Thank you. Please give us a review on iTunes and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be Esterblock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.